So the Akashic records are very simple. They're a database of your soul connected to divine source. They're an infinite space of wisdom, truth, and most especially love. They're also a space of infinite possibility. I'm saying it slow because I really want you to hear it. Infinite possibility. So let's make it really simple. When I give somebody an Akashic Record reading, basically it's a Google search for your soul and I'm the voice of Siri. (laughs) Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Revelation Project podcast. Today, I'm with Candace Hausa, who is an engaging, witty, sought-after speaker. Her energetic message brings high-performing and heart-centered entrepreneurs to the cutting edge of business support. Her techniques for thinking about and aligning to what your business actually wants will breathe new life into stuck and exhausted business owners to help them move from being stuck to being in flow. Once you get into flow, you can monetize your mission with ease. Hello, Candice. Hello, Monica. Oh, yay, we're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. I am so, so happy that you're here. And I just had such a treat in being able to work with you one-on-one in just the last couple of weeks. So here we are now recording together. It's amazing just how life's journey takes you when you say yes. It's so, so true. And I've been saying yes to a lot of things lately, as I was sharing with you. And uh, sometimes that's scary, right? It's like, oh my gosh, why why does everything with me have to be like, go big or go home? (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. You're talking to somebody who stayed in for like 27 years, so. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, and let's like start right there. You just said, I stayed in, stayed in it for 27 years. Tell me more. So I kind of think sometimes I call myself the queen of stuckness because I was embarrassed about my gift. And so I worked, I live in a conservative area in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and I worked at a university for 30 years. And so it didn't like what I wanted to do wasn't what the guides were telling me to do. And so I guess about 30 years ago, I started to talk to my angels and guides. It was very natural for me. And I probably have been able to do this most of my life, but something stopped me. There was just a little situation. My mom, who I love endlessly, um, there was something that was done and said when I was four years old, I was playing with a baby that was inside of a woman. And I knew it was a little girl and I was bored and I was lonely at a shower. And I told the woman that she was going to have a little girl. Now, remember, this is before sonograms were big and we didn't know the sex of children. And I also told her the baby was going to come that night. 
Oh my goodness. I just am like shaking my head and thinking like I've just, my smile is so big. I nearly just split my lip because of, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. This is so great. (laughs) Well, so anyways, I was a bored little girl. I was being a good girl because, you know, back then you didn't talk until you were talked to. And even though my parents were just, oh my God, they were the best you still follow those rules of society. And those were the rules. So I was bored. I played with the little baby probably for hours. And then I walked up to the woman, put my, I asked if I could touch the baby and she said, sure. And I said, oh, your little girl is so much fun. Can I play with her tomorrow night too? And she just kind of like nodded. And I said, well, she's coming tonight. And remember, I kept saying it was a little girl. So the next day, my mom got a phone call while I was playing with my Barbies in the living room. I'll never forget it. We had a pink phone and um, with one of those big cords that was like 30 feet. So my mom could walk around the kitchen and I hear her say, congratulations. Wow, that was really fast. And oh, a girl. Oh my goodness, a girl. Candy said, what? And she turned around and my mom looked at me and that was my first hairy eyeball moment. Mm. And I made a decision Mm. um, that my voice would be silenced, that I would not share ever again. It wasn't really a conscious choice, like a little four-year-old, but I thought, ooh, that's something like you don't want to touch that stove again. And so I didn't. You know what you're pointing to is so amazing because it really is that quick. It's that simple. That's how quickly we make the decision to shut it down. Amen. Yeah, it really, it really is. I was recently watching a documentary and it was kind of featuring the power of the mother and baby or the mother and child connection and how we really look to that face to really inform us in terms of whether or not we're you know, acceptable, worthy, loved, all of the expressions really communicate to us something that often makes us really respond in a way that may not kind of not be accurate. But as little kids, we're kind of doing the best we can with the information I think that we're given. Exactly. And the signals that we pick up on. I also really believe, just like you said, that kind of back then, I know that kind of special gifts were often shut down. In fact, I've spoken to so many women who really based on either religion or just fears or taboos that really learned how to shut that down very early on because they felt like it wasn't welcomed and accepted. Wow. As you were talking, something just happened to me. I got a little download of something I totally forgot. Is it okay to share? Please. So I don't know where this came from. It just like happened in my mind's eye. So before I really owned who I was, I really wanted to have a second baby. And so there's a story about that. But what I saw today was something different. I hadn't seen this story for a long time. I wanted a baby and my husband, let's say he wasn't sure about baby number two. And so you're either having a baby or you're not having a baby. (laughs) There's not an in-between. There's no compromise with that. There's no kind of pregnant, right? (laughs) Yeah, there's there's just not any of that, right? So I was praying and I was going to church. Like the church was empty. I remember it was completely empty. And I would go and I would pray. And I would just say, you know, can you show me the way? Because I don't know what to do. You know, I've taken this vow of a marriage oath, and we both said we would accept children lovingly and willingly, and I couldn't get beyond that. And so 
as I sat in church, I heard a really distinct voice. Now, remember, I was talking to angels and guides, but I wasn't into the Akashic Records yet. My son's 20 years old. It took about 10 years to for a whole sequence of things to happen. So, this is a 30-year-old experience. Mm-hmm. And I was praying, and I heard a voice say, go into the back of the church. There's something for you there. And I thought, now, this is kind of weird. And so, I went back. And there was a piece of paper in one of those like little containers in the back of the church. And it was a prayer about having a child. And it was very distinct and it was from the Blessed Mother. And I'm a real big Blessed Mother person. (laughs) It just, she just has always helped me ever since I was a very young girl. She's been a part of my life. And so I forgot about this moment of intuition where I got up and I listened and I went back. I can't remember all the distinctions and nuances, but it was so significant for me at that time. It was like a prayer answered. And so I think I'm going to stop there because I'm going to see where this is going to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the whole thing that you were talking about, you know, with knowing that the baby, you you had this just, there was absolutely no reservations. You were fully self-expressed at the age of four. You were able to share your gift freely with the world. Right. And there is this thread for me around mother, blessed mother, having a child, the womb, where we're at right now in the world. Oh. I often, yeah, I often refer to this time as like the quickening you know, it's like we're in the womb and we're experiencing the contractions and they're very uncomfortable. So as you're speaking, I'm also kind of getting this imagery coming through. But I want to kind of go back to, you had mentioned the Akashic Records, and I want you to really, I want to just kind of have more context for our listeners, just for you to describe what the Akashic Records are, because I don't want to assume that people know. Oh, that's such a good point. So the Akashic records are very simple. They're a database of your soul connected to divine source. They're an infinite space of wisdom, truth, and most especially love. They're also a space of infinite possibility. I'm saying it slow because I really want you to hear it. Infinite possibility. So let's make it really simple. When I give somebody an Akashic Record reading, basically it's a Google search for your soul and I'm the voice of Siri. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that. Well, and I've had my Akashic Records read several times. And one of the things that you teach entrepreneurs how to do is to actually access their own. So I know that the Blessed Mary and this story is going to kind of come back into our conversation. I'm trusting that that's going to happen and it's going to reveal more to us. But in the meantime, what I'd love to do is actually have you start to talk a little bit about how you work with entrepreneurs and like what it is that you're teaching entrepreneurs to do with this work. So one of the things that I didn't understand until I spent a considerable amount of hours with high-performing business entrepreneurs is that, number one, we're an energy container. And number two is money is a piece of paper. But when we're monetizing our mission, which I believe is so important for women in particular, because that's usually what gives us the freedom and the leverage to make all the decisions that we want to make in our lives. And so 
when you grow your own personal energy container, which can hold, think of yourself as a basket. And if you can line that basket with something that won't let any of the energy or whatever you're storing in the basket leak through, are you going to have more, Monica? Yes. Yes, exactly. And so that's the only thing that I'm, I'm simply doing. The next thing is that your business has a voice and a message to give you. And I can actually channel the message of the voice of your business. Like, what does it want to say? Because you're at the energy field is born from your heart. And once you have that idea, it starts vibrating energetically. And you can't see this right now, but I'm making my hand vibrate. And then what happens is there's the us, the self that's had injury, that's had loss, that's had somebody say, don't use your intuition or give some sort of preframe that has stopped you from your highest and best self. So your highest and best self is a road, so to speak, and you're vibrating on this highest and best self, but are you there? If you're not there yet, what is holding you back? And if you can imagine a map of two parallel roads that just don't seem to ever intersect, but in order to get to the highest and best road, so to speak, is you have to make some left-hand turns and some right-hand turns. And so in the Akashic energy field, high-performing business owners will come to me for about 45 minutes. They'll have a list of go left, go right questions. Like what is the higher and best self to hire this attorney? And they might think, well, this attorney really has the credentials that I need. However, that attorney might have their own belief systems that might not support their highest and best goals. And so I give very distinct, and it's not me, the guides, obviously, I'm the voice of Siri shows up and I'm the voice of Siri. And the information is very distinct on which way to go. Now, here's what happens. Once we get rid of that gap, and that gap is usually a block in ourselves and something that we've been told, the very first thing that we do is we go into the Akashic records and there's a healing modality and we release that block. Once we release that block, I'm using my hands again and you can't see it, but you start vibrating like face to face, like on a road that's lined up. And so eventually those two roads connect. Now look what happens. I'm showing my arms connected and there's a huge circle, which is the energy container of you and your business. And that's the part of the alignment piece that I think is so important in our business. And here's the thing that we're missing right now. And you started to talk about the womb and the contractions is we are in a sense, we are in a type of a womb. In order for us to be fully birthed, We have to connect with that energy. And that's where we're at right now is that new identity of ourself. And like, if you go with the theme of birth, before you have your first child, you don't identify as a mother. You identify as a big belly that's scared (laughs) to deliver this baby into the world. That's all pretty much we're at. We're reading about our bodies, how to care for this child, but our identity isn't quite a mother yet until we hold the baby. And that's where we are in a struggle right now because the world hasn't quite landed on the left and the right path yet. 
So we feel a little off right now, maybe a little stuck or even resistant because now how do we fit in with this new identity? And so that is what I'm seeing as the biggest challenge right now for business owners. And the other question that I wanted to really dive into with you is this kind of idea of, I noticed that a lot of women have a really struggle with revealing the spiritual side of themselves in business. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about that, because I think there's something also here to be revealed. Mm, That's a really powerful question. You know why I think that that happens is the people I've worked with and still I'm working with, sometimes they've been previous corporate. Even myself, I lived in a hierarchical structure at the university where if you didn't fit into that structure, you didn't go any higher in the hierarchy. And so that caused some injury in myself. I've seen that cause injury in the people that were corporate that are now starting a different type of business. Could even be a spiritual business. Look at me. And why we resist it is because it's intangible, or at least we think it's intangible until it starts showing up in our lives. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you can't deny it. Monica and I had a very brief conversation before we got all our mics, you know, positioned. And we were just talking about sometimes we're guided to do multiple things all at once, which can seem overwhelming, but it's kind of like momentum, like getting on the train. Here goes the train of energy momentum. Let's get everything on board. And so leaning into listening to our intuition in our business is probably you know, I dare say it is the most important thing because our business is born from our heart, which is the space of intuition. So eliminating that and why we're resistant is guess where we're at? We are in our heads. (laughs) That eight inch neighborhood is a scary place. (laughs) Right. And what I love about what you're sharing is kind of that it, that's like these those two roads that you were talking about, like the head and the heart. And until we kind of integrate and have those two communicating, we're also not in alignment. Exactly. And if your listeners can take away one thing from this whole conversation, drop eight inches from your head to your heart and take a deep breath in. You might even want to do it now. I'm doing it now because, you know, I'll tell you part of the part of the trick is the practice of continuing to remember that exact thing as many times as you need to every single day because we forget. We forget that. And it's like just to have somebody say in a moment, drop into your heart. It's like, oh, then I can breathe again. Well, breathing is chi. So the invitation not only to drop, but to breathe, it is the life force energy. If you've ever watched a baby come into this world, and if you've ever watched anybody leave this world, the baby comes into this world. What does it do? It takes this big gasping first breath, then it cries. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I held my girlfriend's baby that wasn't doing very well in my arms. And I watched the light turn on in his eyes because I wasn't going through the labor and delivery. And I was with the midwife and things weren't going well. The baby was coming up sunny side out. And so when 
I leaned in and I grabbed my my friend's arm and I it was going in and out, in and out. Like I could see this little ball coming through the birth canal and then all of a sudden it popped back out. And I grabbed her arm and I said, the next time I say push, I want you to push and do not stop until I say stop. And the midwife leaned into my ear and she goes, I hope you're right. I thought, shoot, (laughs) I hope I am too, but I just intuitively felt it. And so I said, push, 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 push. And as she pushed, the baby came out and the midwife needed to care for things. So she took the baby and placed this baby in my arms. And I looked down um, at Andrew's eyes and they weren't coming around. He was blue. And so we were rubbing him to life and I watched the light turn on. Mm. So in that moment of breath is when life is born. In that moment of breath is when you reconnect, number one, to who you are, and number two, to your heart connection, and number three, to your business. So during the times that you're stuck, I want to give you a little trick or a little thing to do. So if you take your two fingers, your middle finger and your index finger, and wherever about the location of your heart, go just a little bit to the left. And you take those two fingers and you actually massage that area. Do it with me now and take a deep breath in. There you go. And again, do you feel the lightness in your energy field? Mm-hmm. Do you feel getting softer? Mm-hmm. I feel like my back is releasing, my neck is releasing. When you do this little exercise, this there's actually conduits or connectors in this area that remind you of that energy of heart space. Some might call it a chakra system, but whatever it is, this technique is reliable and it's actually researched. And so giving yourself this break, especially when you're working during the day on a project that might be quite tedious, and Monica and I were also talking about that, taking this moment to connect with the energy of who you are is vital, I believe, in getting to the next level of you. I love what you're sharing because yesterday I was a guest on someone else's podcast and I was sharing the story of how I would break the trance of unworthiness for myself and what what I would do when I would catch myself being hard on myself as we can all <laughs> tend to do <laughs> in this society that so glorifies all of the do do doing is that I would immediately put my hand on my heart and affirm myself by saying something loving to myself. And and it's so similar to what you were just sharing because instinctually, again, that was how I kept remembering what was important, how I kept remembering how to get out of my head and back into my body. Yes. It's so important, especially for us women, I think. And this is where I kind of wanted to take the next left or right candy is to ask you a little bit more about where we're at as as women because of course one of the bigger conversations that I'm always having is around the divine feminine and when we're talking about things like energy and intuition and the breath and taking or allowing space between all the doings, I think what we're talking about is kind of this missing feminine essence or energy that I believe so many women need to bring into their their business in a huge way. 
Yes. And that's, again, my tagline going from stuck to focus and flow. And flow is like, think of, think of like, I'm looking at your picture right now and like, you're laughing, like it's, uh, it's her, her screensaver. Yeah. It's her screensaver. And she's, laughing full on her hands are like leaned over and she's bent over and she has this beautiful lace flowy shirt and why flow is important is because the essence of the feminine and the feminine divine is the core essence of us as business owners so when we're trying to perform like a man or in a man's world or the way that maybe we've been taught as we grow up where we were growing up it's not the truth for us we are not that Mm-mm. we are flow we are the energy of abundance and flow when we are in the womb since we've been talking a lot about the womb today when we're in the womb at six weeks since gestational point testosterone comes in and washes the baby's brain if it's a little boy but those six weeks, is when a lot of our intuition is the foundation of is, is, is laid. So yes, men can still be intuitive. However, you can see how naturally intuition and business would fit because we are more naturally intuitive. And so there's theories and philosophies and research on intuition and high-performing women because we're visionaries. We see things. We see the future. We all do. And when we lean into that fear, that is where the juice is of what we need next. For example, I just started a group called the Totally Woo. And the Totally Woo is about creating windows of opportunity and business alignment through the use of intuition. But why I needed to create the Totally Woo is my old program was called Align Your Business. Monica, can can you feel the energy of those two businesses as I speak? (laughs) Yes. Once tight, the line your business is tight. Right. It's proper. It's proper. You're not talking about intuition because intuition Mm -mm. doesn't sell, right? (laughs) Or it didn't in the past. Moving forward, women and intuition is going to be some of the highest and best functions and more being, less doing. Ah. Yes, thank you. Amen. And I loved that you called it totally woo because I used to literally years ago before I accepted kind of this, you know, all of the spiritual and and even now I'm to the point where I'm like, yes, more, more, right? It just emphasizes and amplifies exactly what I was, what I thought I was running from, which is I didn't want people to think I was quote unquote woo woo. (laughs) Amen. That was me. I, you know, and it's like, and here we are, woo woo as hell, you know, like, just like letting it flow. And nothing could be better. Nothing could be more expansive or more aligned, you know, as when I'm actually allowing for myself to really know what I know, daring what I know, exactly kind of what we were sharing before, where it's like, all women daring to know what we know, And to not necessarily allow our fear to be in the driver's seat, to pause for a moment and kind of notice the fear and notice also where the fear is an invitation and more of kind of a way, like almost like a kind of fear, a flavor of fear that also has excitement in it. 
Exactly. And then if we think about what fear actually is, it's a false illusion appearing real. So I was just reading a passage in the Zen Zen Buddhism. I'm feeling very drawn to Buddhism right now, and I don't know why. Here I'm talking about multiple facets of religion. But in that, it says about fear. And he's, they kept saying about so many of these things are delusions. They're not real. But what if the fear is that little think, like that that moment of, hey, look, you're fearful of something. What if it's an actual intuition piece? When I see people lean into their fear, and I am one of the perfect proof tests to this, anytime I see, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to call that person, or I'm afraid to put myself out there, that's when I know I must do it. If I want to grow, I it's a must for me to lean into the fear. One time I'll never forget, I climbed a 50-foot pole at a Tony Robbins event. Talk about fear. I don't like heights. To this day, I don't like heights. But I made this financial commitment. I flew all the way out to California and we were faced with a decision, either climb the pole or not climb the pole. But why were we there? So I guess, I don't even remember this part, but people tell me, I put my hand on every one of the, these things that were sticking out of the pole that helped support you as you went up to this 50-foot pole. And you have a strap on the back of you, which you absolutely cannot touch because if you do and you start to fall, it's not going to end well for your hands. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pulling myself up and I'm pulling, and I guess I was cussing. And I do know one thing I was saying is, Candace Ann, you get yourself in these situations all the time where you like you don't think things through and then you end up with your ass climbing up this pole. Like, oh my what God. the hell's wrong with like I was cussing? I was and so I guess people were actually like laughing, like not at me, but it was like they said. Oh, it's demons. hysterical. Oh my God. It's <laughs> demons hysterical. were coming out of you. So what nobody tells you about these 50-foot poles that are cemented in, as you get to the top, and by the way, the top is the size of a dinner plate. And that's where you're going to stand on in order to achieve the accomplishment of getting there. So I get to the top and I can't figure out how to get my leg up because remember, there's nothing to pull you up. And these, these pull, these pieces in the pole, they're not particularly friendly for a, a woman. Like I'm short. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? I got stuck. How many of you listening right now are that close in your business to the top, but there's something that's holding you back? So after 20 minutes of swaying back and forth on this pole, I think that the trainers were afraid that I would get dehydrated. And they were like, if you don't want to get up, just let go. And I was like, I'm not effing giving this up. I am one step away. So one trainer, his name was Scott, and he did 15 Ironmans in Hawaii. And he gets to the bottom of the pole and I see him. And he says in an Australian accent, Candy, where else is this showing up in in your life? life? (laughs) I was like, you Uh (laughs) ever? And I stepped up. O-M-G. I have such chills right now. And I put my hands above my head on that dinner plate that was underneath my feet 
50 feet in the air, and there's no feeling of support. You have a rope on your back, and this stranger, your whole life is this stranger that you've never met that's holding you. And now you're going to jump. So it was so many lessons. And my whole point of this is the fear is what you need to lean into to get to the other side of you right now. Because there's a lot of fears going on. That's your head talking, that scary neighborhood (laughs) that sometimes we don't even want to visit ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like mine's a bad neighborhood where like, you know, basically if I go in alone, like a whole gang gangs up on me. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't talk very nice in Mm -hmm. there either. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They really don't. Well, you know, and it's, I also really love what you're saying about, you know, leaning into fear, because when we lean away from it, it has the tendency to keep us separated from that which is calling us forth. And it bites our butt. And it bites our butt. The whole time, it's like a dog on your butt, like at your heels, and it doesn't let go until you face it. So tell me, what what do business owners need to know for like now, for 2021? Like what, what do we need to know in order to like lean in? If you're a woman and you're feeling called to something, you win. Just do it. It's very simple. We're making it more complicated. If you're being called in a different direction, do it. Taste it. One of the things that I do see as a mistake is when I took this journey of going from a professional at a university, and then I I did go through an illness before I finally made the decision to move forward, is do it with some all heart and some logic. And the logic is make sure that your carpet is still underneath you before you step off. Use some parameters, give yourself some dates and times. For example, you can't say when I hit this certain amount of money, then I'll be okay because you'll never hit that amount of money. You have to say, I'm okay and I know that this is my truth and I'm going to create a strategy around it. That's why I call myself a spiritual strategist because there's a strategy that you can use in spirit. So as a business owner right now, if you feel blocked, lean into your fear. Go for the fear. Create a strategy and a plan. Set some dates around it. <laughs> my my friend and my customer liaison, she says, I have an Aunt Penelope. And Aunt Penelope says, girl, if you're upset about something, go for it. Cry, wallow, but set a timer. And when that timer goes off, be done with it. And that is such a true statement. And Candace, do you feel like there's something here around trust? I'll tell you where I see most of the blocks. When I release blocks um, in the energy field, in the Akashic Records, it usually goes down to a core wound of something in youth or a past life of lack of acceptance. And it usually starts with sometimes mother, father, somewhere in that area. So what I feel is super important is self-love. It's not when this happens, is I already know that I love myself enough to give myself this. And that is the hardest thing most women and business owners will say. And saying it and meaning it is two different things. 
So I did create morning affirmations for your audience and anybody who would want it is in order to start to transition, the I am presence is the core essence of who you are. So right now for the last 30 minutes or so, you've been listening to Monica and myself speak, but who is listening? Is it your ears, your brain? It's the core essence of who you are. And that core essence, when you amplify it with self-love, naturally will help your GPS system to get into alignment. And so saying, I am, that's the essence of who you are. So I created morning affirmations of self-love so that you can connect with the I am and state to the world that you are because you're here. You journeyed from multiple dimensions and times and planes right now. If you're on this earth right now, you came here for the right now because you have a purpose. So why delay it? Women, heart-centered visionaries are going to be, they're going to rock the world right now. Women energy, women power, women stepping up is the resource that's needed to heal this world. Ooh, and what I love about that is that's really that tapping into also that collective consciousness. It's almost like we have so much support out there if we dare lean in. Yes. And also supporting each other right now is so important. And I see, yeah, I was just going to say, and I see so many women doing that differently in a way that is so supportive and so nurturing and and like we're done trying to fix each other. We're actually here circling, supporting each other, witnessing each other, encouraging each other, celebrating each other. And so if you're not getting that in your circles, listeners, if you're, you know, kind of thinking about what you might need, look for a circle of women who can really offer their support without necessarily wanting to fix or advise, right? Well, you know, fix, do you know what energy fixing is? It's not feminine. (laughs) Men want to fix things. So one of the challenges that we all have in our relationship, honey, can you help me do something? Oh my gosh. I just want you to listen. I just want you to listen. They want to fix. So if you as a woman are trying to fix something, girlfriends, you're not going to get there because you're performing from masculine energy. And that's why like Monica, I believe, you know, she's so in tune to the divine feminine because that is the energy and the essence of us. That is where we come from. So if we're fixing something, we're, it's like, nope, (laughs) wrong energy source. So let your husbands fix things and you flow, baby, because that's what you do. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. And men, men follow the flow like a dog wagging the tail. (laughs) It's so true. We, I think we, we really just have to kind of lead in that way and trust that I'm going to go back to that word, trust ourselves. And to go back to what you were saying about the I am presence, you know, again, when I think about when I would, and when I still do put my hand on my heart, often what I'm saying to myself is, I am precious. I am worthy. I am capable. I am strong. The all the I am's that I need to continually reaffirm myself so that I can continue to remember the truth of who I am. 
Oh, everybody breathe in what she just said. Remember the truth of who you are. Remember that right now. While we're talking, Monica, I just want to invite them to really lean into what you just said because that is the the breaking through. So what I see in the energy field of the Akashic Records, when you pierce the membrane of a clear insight that you get, when you pierce that, it's like an hourglass. It reverses the lack, the I don't want, the uncertainty, and the stuckness, and it turns around like an hourglass, and then the sands of of who you are start flowing again. So piercing that membrane is a 911 right now. And really, it is that simple as that heart exercise that you taught us and the reminder of I am in ways that really positively affirm ourselves because we can do that silently, you know, a hundred times a day if we need to. But it's really disrupting, I think, that negative or the non loving thought pattern that we were often conditioned to kind of, you know, it's like that gang or that neighborhood, that bad neighborhood you were talking about when we kind of allow. <laughs> ourselves to dwell up in our heads all the time. Mm -hmm. And so again, for everybody listening, this is a practice. It doesn't happen overnight. And this is where, you know, I invite you, Candy, to share more about your programs where you can help women practice these kinds of tools. So today I'm going to, I want them to have that self uh, love affirmations, Monica. So I'm going to take them to that if it's okay with you. Sure. Yeah. So if you want to go to my website, go to CandiceHaza.com forward slash love, L-O-V-E, and you'll get the I am presence affirmations for the mornings. I do have a program and you can definitely look at it, but it's called Totally Woo. And if you want to take a peek, you're you can totally take a peek and go to CandiceHaza.com forward slash totally woo. Take a little bit of a peek at how I've designed the program is it's a 12-month program. And what I did is I looked at entrepreneurs, what they needed and how they got their flow and their rhythm back. And so I not only created a next level course to help you to realign the new identity, because remember, the identity hasn't touched down on the world. So you're at cause right now rather than the effect of the world by aligning your identity. And then what I did is I took the next 12 months and I lined up exactly what you need all the way to a 90-day monetize your mission plan. So I love this program so much. I've beta tested it um, multiple times and people are getting super great results. And now I finally leaned in. <laughs> you hear what I did? I leaned into my fear. You leaned into your fear. Exposing the totally woo. And now, baby, I am totally woo. <laughs> I love it. It it looks so great on you. <laughs> Thank you. It, it really does. Good. It's it, And I just want to say, you know, again, like, of course, we'll put all of these links in the show notes. And Candace, it's just been like, just you're such a delight. You're such a soothing voice you know, to listen to. And for those of you that have enjoyed hearing Candace, you are also, I understand, going to launch your own podcast. Is that true? 
Oh, I have the Intuitive Business Podcast. I'd love for you to be on it too, Monica. Oh, I would love that. But yes, I mean, when I think about your voice, I'm like, that is a voice I could listen to all day. You're so soothing. I'm sure you know that about yourself. And I'm sure that that's no accident. I didn't know that. You didn't? Okay, well, now you do. I do now and I have for the last three years, but I did not know anything about my voice. And when people said that, it really caught me off guard. I'm like, is there something wrong with my voice? I didn't know. I literally didn't know that. Yeah. But I do now. Gosh, it's so beautiful. And it's just been a joy to listen to all of this. So thank you. Thank you for your work in the world. I've just enjoyed this immensely. And for our listeners, of course, you'll be able to connect with Candace. And until the next time, more to be revealed. Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.